What is the good bird, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode 22 NFL NCAA football week six and seven, 21 22 season. This is the Dukes of football, and this is your man's the one. Yeah, I'm riding solo again today. No big deal. Big Dan is moving and grooving behind the scenes. It happens. But you got me, my lovely face. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, yeah, you know, it's uh, that time of year. You know, there's a lot going on. We got to make sure we slide our football in. You know, we got baseball playoffs right now. Uh, I think we're down to the – we got some of the participants that's going to be happening in the – um champion or the the um conference championship the whatever you call it when it's the national league championship and the uh, american league championship i think you got one and one uh and this also hey i know a lot of y'all probably don't watch it but hockey started back on espn uh this this week um not really big hockey fan but i do pay attention to it but i'm gonna tell you this I'm probably going to have to get me one of those Seattle Kraken uh, hockey jerseys or, my bad, hockey sweaters. If you hadn't seen one of those, you might want to check them out. Pretty cool. And then I like the Kraken, so there you go. But uh, not to say that I'm going to be a hockey fan. Not to say that I couldn't be a hockey fan. But, yeah, so you got that popping off. Um, NBA preseason is in its last week. The regular season starts next Tuesday. Obviously, Big Storm and I will be chatting about uh, that on this upcoming Sunday. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, I think that's about it. So, uh, well, obviously, your college stuff, college football, uh, go blue, obviously, 6-0. and um, What else? You got the NFL doing this thing, which is what we're here to do right now. So, um Hey, welcome back. It's football time. I was trying to just blabber on a little bit to get some folks to catch up to see that we are, that I am live on YouTube and Facebook right now. And we're going to get into it just in a a little bit. Um, See, what a great week of football we had. Uh, No crazy shootings at any high school games here in the city this week. But sectionals are coming up. I think the sectional draw was last week, and this week is the final week of the season, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I know there's a new rule that came out here in Indiana High School when it comes to basketball. So we're obviously going to dive into that on Sunday when Big Storm and I chat a little bit about the state of basketball. But Let's go ahead and jump into it. We're going to talk a little football today. Um, good football week. And let's see who's up first. Let's go. College is up first. So my bookie uh, NCAA man cave chatter, 50% deposit match up to a thousand dollars and a free $10 bet at mybookie.ag. So my bookie NCAA chatter brings up NCAA talk. So we are now on it. Uh, let's see what happened in NCAA last week. We are at the halfway point of the season for uh, college. We had Alabama go down, which was pretty huge. 
Um, not only about Alabama going down with Alabama going down, a lot of their streaks uh, went down with Alabama. I think they were up over a hundred uh, wins at home of non-conference. I mean, of unranked opponents and non-conference opponents, and so um, or something crazy like so. I guess the non-conference still applies, but they were still on a ridiculous long streak, and I think it was the um, unranked as well as Saban going for 25 and oh against former assistants me I didn't think Jimbo would get it done apparently Texas A&M had um, other plans but they kind of just highlighted the weaknesses of Alabama's having this year I mean granted we all feel that they had the best chance to win a national championship but they weren't one of the strongest Alabama teams that Nick Saban has had. And Texas A&M exploited it. Uh, I mean, who else to beat him would be one, eventually one of his former assistants because they know Jimbo would probably been the guy. You know, I would rather been him than Lane Kiffin, not to say that I like Jimbo Fisher, but, you know, I love, so like him a lot better than Lane Kiffin. So, but um, that thing went down. Uh, let's see. What else was popping real good during the college? Uh, let's see. Notre Dame. I know Dan would like this. Notre Dame bounced back, um, had a nice little win over the weekend. But like he says on our individual, on our team notes, he says that he still doesn't see them getting in the final in the playoff. I don't see him getting in after the loss. I think they had to go undefeated to get in that, to stay in that conversation with them being um, – Kind of independent, you know, well, there's no kind of being independent and having to be stuck with uh, some of that ACC obligations, you know, you know, I mean, I guess they were independent, but kind of in the contract, but kind of in the conference at the same time. I don't see, really see how that works, but with the ACC being down, they're not getting the quality wins, so they're not going to be able to bounce back um, to get in that final four unless something crazy happens, which, you know, is known to happen here in college football land. But uh, but it was nice to see the Golden Domers bounce back and and not fold. I still think they finish good. You know, um, they still got a couple games out west that they need to finish off. I think they have uh, Stanford and uh, USC. Obviously, those are recruiting issues. So uh, recruiting sites. So I expect them to um, play well and recruit well as well. A lot of people going to be on visits from the West Coast at that particular time. Uh, what else is popping? in the college world uh this past week let's see we went to the streets hey what about the uh a nice strong showing of the big 10 i mean if you look at it you know coming into the big 10 uh, coming into this week this past week the big 10 was sitting i think it was five teams in the top 10 we're still sitting at five teams in the top 10 only one of those teams lost because Two of those teams were playing each other. And if you didn't watch that Iowa-Penn State game, man, was that a good game. If you were in the defense, that is the game to watch. Um, it was extremely exciting. I think uh, Iowa forced four turnovers, which, again, keeps them leading the country in uh, turnover margin and takeaways. So, But it was a really good football game. I still kind of think that if Kirkland didn't go out in that first half um, – it might have been a different outcome, but not to take any away from Iowa. I mean, they took advantage of the opportunities that they had. 
Uh, but man, what a classic, classic, classic game. So, um, cheers to both of those two universities. So the big 10 is far from over, um, OSU's dominance of the big 10. It looks like it's going to be questioned a little bit this year. And, uh, I mean, if you look at it, all the teams look pretty good. Uh, Michigan, uh, uh, fought hard to get a win. You know, I, uh, one thing the wife and I talked about, you know, I mean, it was, it was a, a ugly win, but that's how you know the teams are making a transition. Good teams find ways to win games that they don't play well. You know what I mean? Last year, they lost that game and lost that game big. We knew what the score was. But this year, there was something a little different about them. And I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know what I mean? I'm still peeking around the corner, watching them. I had a nice conversation with a friend of mine on, uh, on Twitter the other day about uh, – he was feeling that Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines were getting disrespected in the rankings, but, and I kind of tended to disagree with him being a Michigan fan, but I had to, you know, educate uh, one Mr. Nugent on things of Michigan and how we, we, we inaugurate run right away. I mean, there's a lot of work that still has to be done. And at the end of the day, you still got to beat two schools. You got to beat little brother up North and you're going to have to beat, uh, that pesky, cheating, breeding university out west. Uh, I mean, out west <laughs> to the east of us. So, or what would it be if I'm in? Okay, let me get out of Indiana, go up to Michigan. So it'll be southeast of us. So, um, so you win those two games. It it really doesn't matter what you do. Um, all the other games, you know, I'm just saying how it is. You know, we've lost eight of the last set or seven of the last eight games, six in a row. Yeah, I'm over it. It's time to beat them or get somebody who can. And those are my words for Michigan today. Um, but, hey, let me ask you a question. And I will gladly answer for you later on in the show. I got my nice little cup here. I will give you absolutely nothing if you could tell me what old school drink I, the one, am drinking right now. Ah, taste it. But anyway, back to it. Um, okay. This is one that I actually have a thing for. So I picked the biggest winner of college football uh, for last week. I went with the Bearcats of Cincinnati because of how things shook out with that Penn State-Iowa game and the fact that uh, Notre Dame won. Um, IU, I think they won. Uh, SMU, I think they won as well. So, strict the schedule looked a little better for the Bearcats. And with them moving up into the top five, it kind of almost locks them in. We'll see it once the CFB poll comes out, how how they're going to reward them um, for all the good work. But like I said last week, Cincinnati had to do exactly that. And they show went up on it. I said they were going to have to do style points because they have really no more prove-it games um, coming up with the rest of the season. I know the uh, UCF that they play this Friday, I know that game is pretty big. I mean, UCF traditionally is a decent team, but I don't think they're um, talent-wise – ready for this Cincinnati team that is, I mean, sometimes can play inconsistent, but they're just a better team and I don't see them have any issues. So just like I said last week, they were going to have to win beautifully 
um, to continue to have that eye on their program to make sure they secure themselves in that final four. And they did just that. I think the spread last week was 29 and 29 and the score was, you know, I mean, they put up a 50 piece. So I think they won by 35 or something like that. So, um, that's what they're going to have to do for the rest of the season if they want to make sure they secure themselves where they cannot be um, denied out of that spot. Uh, so that's enough for the chatter when it comes to college talk. Um, try to get you guys in and out today. Um, I am actually on this screen right here watching some NBA preseason. You know, that's my first love. I love football to death, but, you know, I got to keep up on my – on my basketball, this is going to be a pretty good year. It's a lot of talent spread out, but that's not today's show. That's Sunday show. So um, let's get into our Doc Sports NCAA picks of the week. Brought to you by Doc Sports. Text BW Sports 1 to 29022 for your free $60 in picks. So uh, first game we got up for our games of the week. We are shooting right now. We're looking at, uh, let me move all of my things to where they're supposed to be. All right, there we go. All right, now back to you. Uh, let's see. First game up is number 19 BYU at Baylor. This here is a game. Man, I'm I'm not going to lie to you, bro. This week's slate of college games. It's not really that good. I mean, there's a couple games that'll keep you interested, that'll keep you watching. This weekend would have probably been the better weekend for all of those fights that we had last week. Um, the Tyson Fury, Wilder fight, absolutely amazing fight. Um, I was going for Fury like I did the first two fights. It was just something about him. And for one, I just like the old country. You know what I mean? If I had a place that I could choose to live that was not in the United States, I would go to the old country. I just don't know why. The the hills of Scotland or Wales just excites a brother. But um, couldn't do anything with the aliens or anything like that. But I digress. But anyway, um, this weekend would have been a much better game. But those fights were awesome. Uh, I know DeLion and Hanowski were over um, in Billings, Montana uh, this past weekend for a uh, for a, a, a BFK, BKFC, Bare Knuckle Championship Fighting. They was there taking care of some stuff for BW Sports 1 and Karma Coin. Um, taking care of some stuff out there for that fight. It was exciting from the things that I peeked in on. I'm not going to lie. I do like that style of fighting, but I'm a boxing man, so I was kind of kind of tied up on watching uh, the boxing. Plus, Michigan had the late game last week, so I kind of missed it, but I did go back and check some of the footage um, that our guys were showing up in some of the pictures, and I did see a comment that was quite entertaining, something we don't deal with too much in uh, football or uh, basketball, and I totally agree with the fighter, and I totally agree with Dan and all of their comments. I mean, that's a part of your job. Your job is to fight at a certain weight. If you cannot make weight, then you got to do something different with your trainers. You got to do something with your regiment, but you can't be wasting other people's time and other people's pockets. You're hurting other people's pockets when you can't get yourself together. So I agree with them on that standpoint. And that's something we don't have to do. I mean, showing up at, I mean, coming to a fight, not in weight, it's kind of like coming to the basketball court with no basketball shoes. 
You know what I'm saying? Showing up to football with no helmet. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of like that was you're not ready to fight. You know what I mean? I don't know what you thought was going on, but um, Dan and them were uh, voicing their opinion quite loudly. I think it's being heard. But I know that's beside the point. But like I was saying, this weekend would have been a much better weekend for the fights than the footballs. But I did sift through and get some good games for you. So first up, this BYU-Baylor game. BYU took an L last week. They were in the top 10, and they took the furthest fall in the in the, uh, in the rankings because they lost to an outside competitor. Baylor was somebody I was looking at earlier when it was uh, some of those statement weeks. Um, they did not win that statement game, but they get a follow-up game here to uh, give the BYU Cougars uh, two losses in a row. And – I like the Baylor Bears in this one. There was just something that's different feel about their program. Looks like they're getting over all those sanctions and things of that station. This is going to be a good stepping stone for um, uh, the Baylor Bears. Maybe to make them look good after how they just no, – that was Gonzaga who just threw an egg in the championship game. Baylor won. Yeah. So uh, now we pass up and we go to Dead the Lion. He picks Baylor 38-33. I like that pick. Um, I'm going Baylor 41-31. Let's see. Let's move over to game two, which is the game of the week. This is one of two uh, ranked games between uh, two games between two ranked opponents for the day. Um, This is the only one I picked as a spotlight game, and it is the game of the week. We have the uh, 11 Kentucky Wildcats going at number one, Georgia. Number one, Georgia showed up last week on both phases of of all phases of the game. It was exactly the Georgia that I predicted to win the national championship this year, and I don't see them stopping now. Um, Kentucky, you know, you're doing good. You're looking well. I know my football team, my pro team has a running back of yours, Benny Snell, but, you know, I just don't think you have the horses uh, really ready, but it'd be a great upset win for you, but I don't think uh, Georgia's – their focus is is there. I think their focus is there, and I think they'll hold off pretty well. Uh, the one is going Georgia 42-24. I like the, 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 the huge blowout, but apparently uh, DeLion thinks it's going to be worse than, worse than I do. He goes um, 53-27 for Georgia. So we move to our upset game of the week we're gonna start with the lion he takes number 13 old miss at tennessee for his upset game he is picking tennessee 36 31 to um upset wow just spit all over the screen man maybe i should be wearing a mask right now that is terrible but um he is picking tennessee i do um like that pick. I think I have this game for something a little later on in uh, the show. Actually, we have this say No, I have it coming up in the next segment. So Dan and I think alike on this game here. He's going 36-31. I like it. Um, my upset game is going to be, I think this is back-to-back weeks for Michigan State. But I'm going to do it. Uh, we're going to say number 10, Michigan State at IU. One, I want to give a little cheer, a little help for the Hoosiers, man. They're having a bad season. So I want to give them some positive love, some 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 good energy to try to take this out. The reason why I picked this game, because I feel that this is a trap game for Michigan State, because Michigan 
has a bye this week. So we get two full weeks to prepare for little brother next weekend. And they have to play a very scrappy. It doesn't show in the score and in the record books, but you're playing a very scrappy, hungry IU team. And they're primed. They're primed. They're pumped and primed and ready to snatch themselves and upset um, here this week. So I am going to go with uh, Indiana, 32-27. Now we're going to jump into the NCAA money game of the week. Uh, Mr. DeLion has chosen number 12 Oklahoma State at 25 Texas. Man, that Oklahoma-Texas game last week. Boy, that was a bar burner. It's darn so. So we went and hung out. The wife and I also was busy week last weekend. We went and hung out with one of our favorite couple friends and, you know, very excellent uh, taco bar for dinner. We was, you know, flipping in on all these games. And this was the game going off when we was getting there. And I was telling the wife while we were getting ready, she's like, man, Oklahoma don't look too good. I said, we know what how this ended last year going into uh, to triple overtime. You know, these two teams have things like this. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Look back and the score was tied and Oklahoma's going to go ahead and pull it out. I was like, ooh, that's terrible. But he chooses, he chooses. He chose number 12, Oklahoma State at 25, Texas. The line was Texas five and a, uh, negative five and a half. Over under 60, he took Texas, the five and a half and the over. I like it, but not real big fond of Texas. Don't really like Oklahoma State either. So I guess if I have to choose one, we'll go with Matthew McConaughey and all my fellow uh, Paris Dragon Texans down there. I'm going to go with you on that day, and I'm going to take Texas on that. Um, and this is where we had the same thought in mind. I went with 13 Ole Miss at Tennessee. Two minds look uh, think alike. The line on this one is, Mrs. is Ole Miss. Uh, negative three over under is 80. I also am going to choose Tennessee in this game. I'm going to take 20 C, 20 C. I'm going to take Tennessee plus three and the over. There's no defense played in the lower half of the SEC. And the only team in the SEC that really plays defense is Georgia. So one, I think this game is going to be a pretty high scoring game. And I'm going to give some love to, because I told y'all earlier, I do not like Lane Kiffin. He's one of those guys who I just don't see how continues to get a job. But anyway, I'm going to go with ex-quarterback transfer from Michigan, Joe Milton, who is leading the volunteers. I'm going to go with them. I think he throws for 260 yards, 70 yards on the ground, and three touchdowns, two in the air, one on the ground. So I like Tennessee plus three on that one. So – we have reached intermission. We have covered our college. We have covered our college picks. So at this moment, I'm going to give you a little station identification, and then I'm going to come back. Come back. Come back and tell you what I'm drinking in my Yeti cup. Blast from the past. I don't know where all of my stuff is. There it is. I, I found it.
right, all right, all right. There was Elite Performance, our good friend Zach over there at Elite Performance. Man, those guys are doing – he is doing great work, man, getting those guys in the shape, whipping them up. Man, Dan looks great. So if you want to get your body in that Elite Performance shape to match the Lion and the rest of the crew over there at Elite Performance, hit Zach up at 765-499-1005. Man, they just got a new facility. I haven't been over there yet to check it out, but I'm sure I'll be over there soon. Uh, they got a new competition coming up here in a couple of weeks, so I'm gonna be all over that. Gonna check out the new digs. So yeah, check out my good friend, man, Zach over at Elite Performance. He'll get you taken care of, and he's a nice guy for a redhead because you know they be kind of fiery. <laughs> gotcha, Zach. All right, so here we go. Let's move into what do we have here? We have inside the NFL cooler, brought to you by Circle Sitter Circle. City cryogenics refreeze just about anything, just not people. So, um, if you see some of my posts on the Facebook, man, some of the things that he's freezing over, I saw a couple of posts of freezing some brake pads and some other things like that to make them last longer. Man, check him out, man. It's a pretty cool thing that they're doing over there. Uh, if you got some stuff that you want to last longer, like your razor blades or something like that, check him out, Brian, to get you hooked up. So um, now it's time to talk a little NFL, man. There's so much going on in the NFL that kind of really don't want to get into it um, too deep in it. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, I just say, I say this, um, uh, you know, I mean, I've always felt that people are different people when they, um, when they go through things in life, you know, you weren't the same person you were 10 years ago and you weren't the same person that you were 20 years ago. You grow, you change, you evolve, you learn, you adapt. Um, but in this case, it doesn't seem to be that he learned, he grew and he adapt. He threw smoke screens. He threw deflector shields. He threw a cloak and dagger. He and he do whatever you do to be stealthy in this situation. Um, you can't grow, learn and adapt if it's a span of 10 years of consistent emails. So um, that I say, um, bad deal. You know, and a lot, and I know a lot of um, black football players and coaches, even the great Tony Dungy came out and spoke on his behalf because they knew character that they did not see. You know what I'm saying? But uh, one thing that I was told long ago, what you do in the shadows, sometimes what the sun will always brighten it up at some point. So, um, yeah, so that's just a it's a bad deal. You know, um, the thing that like giving is shady is an Elm Street. Say it again. But, um, you know, I just think it's a bad deal. It's a bad look for uh, the league especially for how they found out about the emails. When I was talking to the wife um, and throughout these couple of days, I know she's tired of hearing about it, you know, being a sports guy, I'm going to listen and watch and, and, and soak it all in. But the thing that troubles me is the fact that, and I agree with her when she says this, who did you piss off? Because I think they've been sitting on these emails for a minute, you know, because they've been investigating the Washington football team for sexes and all those type of discriminatory acts was in their, their, their organization. So that's how they got a hold of these emails. So they've had these emails. So who did you piss off? Who didn't you pay off to let these emails out? But that's beside the point. 
if you feel that way and you want to play cloak and dagger and you don't want to stand up for what you believe in, then don't put it in writing. I mean, that might be the, the one of the first other than don't trust nobody. That might be the first rule of all uh, uh, indecent engagements. You know what I'm saying? Don't put it in writing. But uh, the arrogance that he displayed, sending it to another guy who has had issues in a league that has been known for covering up um, health and safety issues, uh, racial injustice issues, female discriminatory issues. So within uh, many, many organizations within the NFL. So this is nothing new. Uh, like Aaron Rodgers said, it's pretty much a day of reckoning. Uh, we've heard that it's been up to now 650,000 emails that they are looking through. So this is not going to be the first head that is going to fall. You know what I mean? It, it just be on the lookout. You just better hope it's just not somebody that uh, you've looked up to. So um, that's just troubling for the league. So, um, but not going to talk about that anymore. Um and it still didn't deflect any of the heat off of Urban Meyer because he continues to just be just absolutely just ridiculous. So um, the question is, is Urban Meyer over his head? Oh, I'm supposed to be telling you what I'm drinking in my thing. Tang. <laughs> you didn't think they still made Tang. I got some in my cup. But anyway, so um, what the hell was I talking about? Urban Meyer, is he in over his head? I think he's absolutely in over his head. One of the things that college coaches have issues with um, that go to the NFL is the fact that you don't have the full control over that program like you do in college. These are grown men trying to feed families, trying to take care of neighborhoods and 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 brothers and sets and things like that. So um, it's a different mentality when you come into those. And, you know, we knew he was over his head from the first week, you know, the Tebow thing, um, you know, the, the, the training coach thing, you know what I mean? Just another one of those good old boy type mentalities. So I'm actually thinking this is going to be the next person to have a racial, um, Thing we already seen the women thing that he's been through, you know, with uh, his assistant coach that he protected. So, you know, I mean, I just do think he's in over his head. You you don't know what's going on. You you leave your team to clear your head to let them travel on the plane and a loss and question uh, your your um, commitment to the team. You know what I'm saying? And then you 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 get to keep your job from just being a dumbass. You know. Everybody is like, yeah, we're going to keep working. He's got to earn our trust and blah, blah, blah. So then we come into the next weekend. You had a clear opportunity to, 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 to win a game, get your franchise quarterback on the board. You know, quarterback sneak, he's 6'4", 200 and some odd pounds. If the man can't run a quarterback sneak at this level of college quarterbackdom, then he probably shouldn't have been the number one pick and he probably shouldn't be called NFL quarterback. You know what I mean? And how are you going to come out and say – and this is this is the bad part about it. How are you going to come out and say, well, I didn't feel that, you know, we worked on it well enough. I don't think he was comfortable enough. And you said it like like uh, the reporters weren't going to ask him about it when they talked to him. They clearly asked him first question. First question they asked him. Hey, Urban Meyer says 
Uh, he doesn't feel that you're comfortable with uh, running the quarterback sneak. Do you feel that you're comfortable with running the quarterback sneak? He goes, basically says, I don't know what the hell Urban Meyer is talking about. I've been running the quarterback sneak all through college, high school. I'm comfortable with running the quarterback. So there you have your contradictory statement from your quarterback and your head coach. One, you're paying $100 million. The other, you're just wasting everybody else's time. Get a real football coach there before he gets that kid hurt and destroys his career. We have already talked about how Alabama took the fall, my good friend, Big Ben 316. <laughs> but we will make a small interlude, and we talk about how Alabama went down. The great SEC is not looking all too great other than Georgia. So, aha, uh I'm with you, laughing my ass off as well. So, now. Back to Urban and his ridiculousness. I don't want to get back to Urban and his ridiculousness. We've said it. You know, he was crap. He was a shady dude in Utah, shady dude in Florida, shady dude at the shady school out east. And and now he's going to be shady in Jacksonville. So get him out of here. Uh, what else happened? Russell Wilson's out for a month. That finger looked kind of bad. Ugh, yucky. He's out for the month. Um, are the Chiefs in trouble? That's a good one. Are the Chiefs in trouble? You know, I think this is his first time losing three games in a row, and they've looked absolutely abysmal. The um, I think Teron Matthews, the bat, the honey badger, is the only player they have on defense. He can't, you know, stop the run, rush the passer, guard the receivers, and the tight end, and the deep pass all at the same time. They need to figure something out on – defense or they're just going to waste away and just an offense that just and have they figured him out he's having issues but i know the run game has a big thing to do with it and i know for some reason the Colts are trying to trade marlon mack which is stupid i would have all three of those backs as you can see what they did last week for the Colts, even though they didn't come out with the win all three backs look very well so i guess marlon is debuting himself but the chiefs are looking into marlon mack so um, that's something that might be able to help them out. But I do think they are in trouble. They're not the favorite team in the AFC right now. They're not even one of the top teams in the AFC right now, which brings us to our next point. Who's the best in the AFC, the Bills, Ravens, or the Chargers? You know, the Bills took that one stumble to my awesome Steelers earlier in the year, first game of the season, jump on and get them well. I think that's going to help us out somewhere later on down the pack. Since the only team running away in our division is Baltimore and Cleveland is still struggling and Cincinnati is looking good, but it's given opportunity for Steelers if they could just figure it out. But the question is, Bills, Ravens, and Chargers, um, who's the best? The Bills look extremely well. Their offense is starting to click on all cylinders. They just need to run the ball just a little bit more to keep everybody honest for that play action fake, but the Bills look really good. Um, another tough game for the Ravens and the Chargers in back to back weeks. They play each other. So it's almost to the point that with the Bills playing uh, the Browns and the Ravens playing the Chargers, it almost looks like the best team is going to come out of this Ravens Chargers game. You know, it's hard to pick who do you think is going to win, even though I have this game up here in a couple minutes. Um, it's hard to pick because both of these, these teams are playing with that will not to lose. You know, 
Justin Herbert is looking extremely well, man. He is looking like a quarterback of the super future. And Lamar Jackson's just been doing the same thing he's been doing just at a high le higher level has been doing since he came in the league. So, and both of these guys just don't want to lose. So um, is anxious to see how this one's going to play out. And we're going to figure that out here shortly. Uh, well, not shortly, but we'll figure that out um, this weekend. But now, since we are talking about it, let's go ahead and get into our Doc Sports NFL Picks of the Week brought to you again by Doc Sports. Text BW Sports 1 to 2900. Uh, excuse me. I can't read. Let's start over. Brought to you again by Doc Sports. Text BW Sports 1 to 29022 for your free $60 in picks. So we jump right in it. We'll go ahead. Game one. <clears throat> we got the Cardinals. 5-0, and oh, and we have the Browns. What the – man, the Cardinals are playing the Browns. I really thought it was uh, those other guys. But, oh, well, I would like the Browns to lose again, too. So, we got the Cardinals, 5-0 uh, and oh, at the Browns, 3-2, and two, who should be better. But somehow, uh, Baker Mayfield is not playing to the stand – or playing to the quality of play that he did last year. I'm not going to put that on OB, uh, OBJ. I just don't think that Baker is playing at that level. You know, some players, when they come up to contract extension years, some players play well. Some players play themselves out. He might be on his way to playing himself onto another team. We are unsure, but we still have uh, quite a bit of football left to go in this particular contact, in the contest or this particular year. But the Cardinals will look outstanding. They're they're a complete football team, and I think they're going to call come into Paul Brown Stadium, and I think it's going to he's going to show his old um, Oklahoma Heisman Trophy uh, buddy how you really play football. So um, I'm going Cardinals 3420 uh, 3424. Uh, the line is going the Browns 27-23, even though the Browns rushing attack is absolutely amazing, but. Uh, something just about Baker is just not clicking right now. And I love his commercials. The commercials are awesome. The new one with the Halloween, he's pumping nacho cheese into the kids' bags. That's fabulous. <laughs> Great commercial. Uh, let's go to NFL game two, which is the game of the week. And here we have the 4-1 Chargers and the 4-1 Ravens. One team is going to sit clearly atop of the AFC, and one team is going to be fighting for that second spot uh, with the Bills. Uh, so let's go. Uh, the Lion is going Chargers, 33-27. I am going to go with the Ravens, 27-24. You might ask, well, they're in your division, so why would you want to root for them to win? I'm only picking them because they're at home. If they were in San Diego, which they are not in San Diego anymore, if they were in Los Angeles, I'd probably pick the Chargers. So this is why this game was not one of my money games so or upset games. So we'll go with that. That, that swings us right into our NFL upset games. Uh, the Lion is going Raiders and Broncos. Really not. I had to look at the line. I'm really not sure which one of these is an upset or not. Maybe because the Raiders are going to have to go through so much adversity. Now, this is I'm not even going to argue. This is an adversity word situation. So <clears throat> the Raiders are going through some things. And I know they're they're What's his name? Nesbeth. 
the um, the Raiders player who is uh, openly gay. I know he took some time this week to uh, evaluate some things within that organization. So, I mean, there's a lot going on with the Raiders, but I feel that they might rally around each other like players do. Um, so I like the Raiders to go ahead and uh, go into Bronco town. But Dan um, is also going with the Raiders, but I just don't know if it's an upset or not, you know, with both of them having equal records. But here's my upset game. Yes, get mad at me, mother. Get mad at me, Tommy boy. I don't care. It's the Cowboys and the Patriots. There's not too many times I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win. I just don't care. But I just like how uh, Mac Jones um, and Bill Belichick are coming along with him. They've made some maneuvers uh, on the defensive side of the ball in Patriot country. And Bill just has a way of taking away what you do best. So I'm anxious to see what his mind devises against uh, devises against um, Dak Prescott and this defense. Or so the dude has what? He's got six interceptions in seven games, or is it? Is that right? No, he's got five interceptions in six games, or something like that. But this is uh, Diggs. Diggs from that went to Alabama. So I think I heard something cool. Um, he said he thanked Nick Saban because he cried in college because Nick moved him from wide receiver to cornerback. Now look at you, bro. <laughs> Thank Nick, son. Thank Nick, the great Nick. It always goes back to Alabama for some reason. I'm sorry, Ben, big Ben 316. My bad. But, uh, yeah, I like the Patriots in this one, 37-34. Plus they're in Foxborough. It's just something about that, that, that place. They just – people just – lose there all right nfl money game uh dan's up first he went buccaneers four and one at the eagles three and two so you already know who he went there's no point in telling you the line he's going eagles plus seven i'm pretty sure he's going with the over and i am going to go with my game is going to be the chiefs um two and three at the washington redskins two and three the line is kc six and a half uh, OU 55 and a half. Washington six and a half is what I am going with. I am taking the Washington football team. You say, why am I taking the Washington football team? Because one fella named Terry McLaurin who went to high school and has a state ring with my oldest son. So I'm going to ride with him into the sunset and we're going to take Washington at the six and a half and the under, because either one of these people seem to have a uh, seem to have issues with scoring. So there you go. So there you have the Doc Sports NFL picks of the week. I gave you the college sports, and again, like I've done uh, the past uh, previous weeks um, on game day, I will post the picks. So it uh, looks like our NFL picks. I'm gonna post them twice because one of Dan's picks is tomorrow's Thursday night game with the Buccaneers and the Eagles. So I'll post them again Friday and I'll, I mean, tomorrow and I'll post them again on Sunday college. I'll post on Saturday morning before the game start. So you get to check that out. Um, also one more thing with the NFL, uh, the teams played in the old country the other day, woke up in the morning, woke up in the morning after some good fights to see some NFL alone in the morning over in the London town, so uh good game there. It was actually a better game. Sometimes when the two teams suck, it ends up being a good game. So great job, Mighty Ice. 
over there. Man, that Kyle Pitts is a keeper, man. He might save uh, Matty Ice's job for a couple years. Just keep throwing that guy the ball. Keep throwing that guy the ball. Well, there you have it. Another week down. Episode 22 is in the books. Uh, what do we have left to cover? Make sure you check out all things that is BW Sports one and all of our great partners you can check us out on the website bwsports1.com uh you know we have the twitter the instagram and dan trolls the tiktok scene so make sure you check us out see what you got going on uh you want to do business you want to get your business out there hit us up info dot uh bwsports1 at gmail.com we are here for you and you are here for us we love the people and the people love us and i am the one i'm giving you the shout out speaking for the lion who is off touring the country with bare knuckle fighting so you will see me so uh shout out to him shout out to all the the family and crew at bw sports one check us out many shows during the week football basketball uh wrestling racing mental health get it all in check us out the one i'm out gotta go watch something um i don't know hey by the way it is my birthday week party hardy getting closer to 50 